0: I put the CD into the player and felt my stomach fizz with excitement. After months of stillness, finally, I was going to bring the room to life. I pressed play, looked up, expecting to see all the seniors bopping along. Nothing. No movement. One old lady eventually looked up at me and furrowed her brow. This the Beatles? she asked. Yes, I said back. Huh. She went back to her newspaper. I was volunteering at the Day Centre for Seniors with Dementia and I wanted to move them with music, but they had other ideas. I'm Marsha from YesYesMarsha.com and I am telling you today the most important part of any story, which is probably not what you think. This is part five in the five-part story series. So that was one way to start a story. This is another way to start exactly that same story. This is a story about the power of music and surprising yourself. About the time I made a CD for the seniors that I work with, thought they didn't like it, and then got shocked by an old lady who danced the jitterbug with me like she was 16 again. It all started when I put that first CD on. After months of stillness, finally, I was going to bring the room to life. I ask people when I'm doing client calls or storytelling workshop, what's the most important part of any story? And they usually guess uh, that it's the narrative or the detail in the story or the ending or the climax. But actually, the answer is the beginning the first 30 seconds of your story can make the difference between someone continuing to read or clicking away or in a story told in person it's the decider between whether a listener is engaged and with you or drifting off and wondering if i leave at eight i can still make the eight twenty train be home by nine which means i'll be home in time of game of thrones uh without taking in a word of anything you said. Today, I'm going to tell you how to begin your story so that people keep listening, are drawn in, and then will be open to anything that you want to tell or teach them next. In the previous blogs from this series, which you can find if you go to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash movie is the first one then you can click your way through. So in those previous blogs, we've already established that when you're telling a story, you're making a movie inside someone's head and that most of that movie needs to make be made up of action scenes. You bridge those scenes with voiceover and montage. So a quick recap. Voiceover would be no pictures at all so I travelled across Europe for a month. Montage is little flashes of pictures, low detail. We drank wine in Paris we saw street art in Berlin we met the queen in London action scenes are where it gets granular I'm standing on the bus in Rome when this handsome dark-haired man gets on and I feel myself starting to flush as he's coming to talk to me Um, which is totally a thing that would happen with a handsome dark-haired man or a handsome dark-haired I mean a beautiful dark-haired lady Uh, I get very blushy around good-looking people anyway the number one mistake that I see people doing when they begin a story, is that they start in voiceover. And what should you be doing instead? This is the golden rule. Always start your stories in an action scene. Where you start doesn't need to be the climax of the whole story. So in that first example I gave above, putting on the CD, to no effect, was just the first scene. It wasn't the climax of the story, which, from my spoiler-ridden bad beginning was obviously when the lady dances with me. The idea is that you're throwing people right into the action as soon as you start the story. It just doesn't need to be like the climactic action, just some action. So here's what's wrong with starting in voiceover, as illustrated by that second example. Three points. One... Starting in voiceover is boring. Think about any movies you've recently watched and enjoyed. Almost all of them don't start with a voiceover. Instead, they throw you straight into the action. Imagine going to see a Will Smith movie that starts with him coming out and going, so, this is a movie... I can't do his accent. This is a movie about... uh, Shall I try? This is a movie about a cop with a... Sorry, I'm going to give up. This is a movie about a cop with a dangerous side who goes rogue and fights criminals. And during the movie, I get in four fights. One with this guy who turns... Turns out to be a Russian spy. In another, it super looks like I'm about to die, but then I don't. Anyway, enjoy the movie. Compare that with a movie that opens on this scene. Will is dangling from a cliff. There are alligators snapping at his feet below. And above, we can see the bad guys running towards him, shouting and waving their guns. Which of those two would draw you in the quickest? Which of the two beginnings I told you at the start of this made you feel like you were with me? The action scene. Always the action scene. Number two, starting in voiceover stops us as the listeners or readers from caring. Often, by starting in voiceover and telling our audience what the story is about, we're throwing in spoilers. As we discussed in blog three of this series, which you can find at yesyesmarsha.com forward slash order, throwing in spoilers Ruins your stories. It stops your listeners or readers from caring. So, in my example, if you know that eventually one lady is going to dance with me when at first no one reacts, you don't feel my disappointment. In the Will Smith example I just made in that last point, if you know he survives the fight where he almost dies, there's no tension as you watch. Building tension is what makes stories delicious. Don't take that away from your audience. And finally, number three, starting in voiceover, forces us to reverse engineer as a listener or as a reader, when we know what's coming, we start trying to guess how it'll happen. So in my example at the beginning, if you know one old lady is going to start dancing, then you begin trying to guess which one she is. Like with every old lady that I will speak to in the story, you'll think, well, is it her? What about her? Which takes you out of the story and into your own head. And that magic connection between the storyteller and the listener or the writer and the reader is lost. In the Will Smith example, in every single fight, you're going to be like, is this guy the Russian spy? Is this one? And again, that spell is broken. Hey, you wanted to ask me something, right? Go ahead. But Marsha, yes, in block three of this series, this is my impression of you, um, in block three in block three of this series, you told us always to tell things in the chronological order that they happen. Surely in your example above, the volunteering came before you put the CD into the player. That is an excellent question, uh, excellent point. Thank you very much for making it. You are a genius. Um, So there is one time that it's okay to mess with the chronology of your story and that's as you start an action scene. That's because you want to start in action and then pull out and give the context. So in the movie analogy, think of it as the camera panning out. So imagine a movie begins and you see a guy eating a sandwich. Camera pans out, you see he's with a woman also eating a sandwich. It pans out further, and now it's clear they're on a picnic. It pans way out, and you see there's 50 couples. It's a giant Mormon picnic. Because the job of the beginning is to grab your listener, you want to throw them straight into the action and ideally intrigue them a little. You want them to think, what's going on? Or what's going to happen next? Why is Marsha trying to excite old ladies with music? How is Will Smith going to escape dangling above those alligators? You do that, and they're hooked in. So remember... If you want people to listen to your stories, always start in action. If you want to tweet that, you can do that over on the blog. Um, I would also love to know whether you've tried this out or if you've noticed this technique in some of your favorite blogs or stories. Go over to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash beginning, leave a comment and let me know. Thank you so much for listening. If you know someone who's trying to tell better stories or who has a talk or a workshop coming up and might find this useful, you can share this post with them by going to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash beginning and you'll find it or just go to yesyesmarsha.com and click on blog. And if you want some one-on-one help making your story amazing, I would love to help. I actually made a video on Facebook last week, which is me just being like, oh my God, I just worked with three clients at the greatest time. And it's basically my video for like, this is how... You can do time travel, which is by listening to stories. Um, You can also find a link to that on the blog. Anyway, if you want some help, just go to yesyesmarsha.com and click on work with me. You'll find out how. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Marsha from yesyesmarsha.com and I'll see you there.